What's good, boys and girls? Fins Up Podcast on this Wednesday night, coming to you uh, on one of the wettest days I can remember. I left my office dry, and ten minutes later, I was swimming with a turtle. Uh, my dog, uh, if you can hear anything in the background, it's just my dog. He's scratching because he's terrified of this weather, because he's the biggest dog you've ever seen. And he's an absolute pussy, like my co-host, although he is a handsome, a handsome fella, <laughs> Mr. Dan Nichols. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Mate, good segue. I'm um, I'm happy to be home, put it that way. So anyone who didn't follow my Twitter... You finally got home. Yeah, my Twitter um, exploits earlier, get on and let's have some fun, because I certainly didn't for the past. Hour and a half waiting for the bloody trains, but whatever, we're home now. I've had some Red Rooster, I feel quite good. Um, and mate, I'm Where happy to be talking to you. From? from Carlton, it's it's jumped on um, Uber Eats recently, so no one else order it because I'm the only person, and it comes nice and quick. So I'm going to go back and edit that out, so no one it's, jumps on. Hang on a second, you can get Red Rooster from Carlton delivered to Miranda. This is a game changer for outlaws. I can, mate, and I'm thinking maybe this weekend, you know, mm-hmm, just quietly. But uh, yeah, everyone else forget it. It's just for me and Terry. But mate, I'm doing okay. How about you your fine? Good segue in self. Look, I'm I'm really good. Uh, we I, I suppose you know we're here to talk about the clearing of the decks, the deadwood, the players that are apparently not on our books that are on development deals these days. Some players that have been released. What that means to us, and just any other bits of information that's been flying around the internet. So. Start off with us, Dan. I know we, we've spoken about it, but Matt Moylan has left. He's gone to the Lee Leopards. They seem thrilled that he's gone. We are very thrilled that he is gone. But what are the other developments that have happened over the last 48, 72 hours? Well, look, seems that everything's happened. We've had players coming and going, but let's let's talk with the big one. Connor Tracy has officially left the club as of uh, what yesterday, Tuesday, for those listening on delay. Headed to the way uh, the uh, the Bulldogs, which surprised me because I thought he was dead yep. set on the way to the Dragons. Um, before I give my thoughts, Terry Connor, Tracy, what has he meant to the club, and will we miss him? Well, he's a local junior, so obviously you know we you love that the fact that he's been at the club, gone, come back. Yeah, he's done okay. You know, there's. When you think of Connor Tracy, you just think of six out of ten performances every week and a lot of effort. And the, but there's like I don't really I don't have any glaring memories of Connor in my mind that stand out that go, wow, you know. When I think of him right now, I think back to the year two thousand when we were down twenty four twenty two against South Sydney, and all he had to do was draw a pass to Josh Morris, and he threw the ball three meters forward. So the they're the kind of memories that I have. Here we go, what about that one time that he gave Dan Gagai a bath? What about that one time in the semi-final against South Sydney where Tana fucking Milne destroyed him? So, look, as a piece of depth, I really, really enjoyed The only thing that, you know, and someone said it on, on Facebook and it made me giggle, but it's really weak in Newtown. Yeah, it's true. And, and you know... I suppose he's handy, you know, when Will Kennedy went down and he was your first choice fullback, he's your first choice, oh, yeah, sorry, he's your, your next cattle off the ring. Fullback and winger and centre, but we've got, we've got better players, we've got younger players, we've got Cade Dykes, we've got Kay Lero, we've got Sam Stone Street. That one performance from Awini Haroti at South City was better than anything Connor Tracy did, don't let you tell, don't, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. So, 
Look, effort, reliable, um, but he's 27 years old. He came through as a halfback. Now, I've, I've been on Bulldogs forums to, to get their reaction from this, and they say, there was someone on the saying, I, I watched him heaps at Delar, and he was a great centre coming through. No, he wasn't. He was a halfback. He was an Australian schoolboys halfback. And he was a highly touted halfback. That's why he signed a big deal at South Sydney to play half and five of eight. He debuted at five eight, dreadfully. Uh, he doesn't have a position. He's a utility, and he's gone to the Dogs. And I don't. I think it's sideways for him. Like he's obviously gone to a worse team, but it's a sideways move because I don't think he starts round one for him. What are your thoughts? Well, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo a lot of what you said. I'm just gonna say what I was gonna say. I'm not gonna edit it in any way. When I heard he was um, he left, I I was relieved and I was excited, not for him leaving because Connor Tracy, the player, is uh, the sort of bloke who'll give you 110 percent effort, even if you're 40 nil down, and he takes a hit up, he's gonna put in 100 percent effort. There are other players which you cannot say the same about. So I want to get that very very clear. In terms of what he meant to the club, every time we called upon him, he did what he asked. Sometimes not particularly well, but you can't expect the world of a player in that situation. Yes, I go back to what he did against the Roosters where he ran the ball on a, a three-on-five and lost the ball, and, and ultimately that was what we saw as the game-losing moment. And people, ourselves included, are quick to, to blame Blake Braley. Uh, surely Connor can count, and he should have sent the ball left to Nico. It was still on. So, look, I, I, that is my last moment. Obviously, he had the fantastic game against the Cowboys. We went El Tropo up there. But with the greatest respects, he didn't, five other players did. My thinking is, and the reason I'm excited that he's moved on, is one for him because he's 27 now. He's in the physical prime of his career. He shouldn't be kicking around at Newtown. You know, as much as I love Newtown, you know, he's better than that. Let's, let's be honest. In saying that, he's not better than anyone ahead of him at Cronulla. And I know some people that have hilariously said that he's a better fullback than Will Kennedy. He's not. I'm not even going to go into it. That's stupid. Some people said he's a better winger than Sione Katoa. Again, he's not. Just just drop it. If you want to if you want to give me that he played better than Talakai at stages last year, yeah, okay, maybe one or two stages. But at times, Talakai was ripping people to shreds. And he, the touch Talakai, soft hand Sif, he was leading the try assist with like 18 until about round 15. So let, let's not let a few defensive errors outside Matt Moyle and cloud that. So no, he's not. He's our third or fourth string half. He's our third or fourth string fullback. He's probably second or third string centre. He's Mawini Harati and older and on more money. The reason we've let him go is not because we wanted Connor Tracy to go. I'm sure if he was on minimum deal, there is no way in the world we would let a, a player of his abilities and utility factor go. This, along with the Matt Moylan, are with a look to the future. One, frees up money and space this year. Two, also next year, because people look and think, okay, they've got... Well, they, they know, because a week ago, Terry, I was saying to you that if Fitz genuinely believes this team can win a premiership, he's crazy and he's not the guy. Obviously, over the past couple of weeks, he's decided that it's not. He's moved players on, and suddenly there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Be that a player we sign tomorrow, at the start of the year, or maybe we don't. Maybe we just upgrade two and we bank it for next season. Whatever. The moves are starting to be made. I think this is a positive for everyone, including Connor. I'm really disappointed that he's going to the Bulldogs. I wish he'd taken the Dragons, and they're not much better. Some would say even a worse position. But he had a spot there. I don't see where he plays at the Bulldogs. Now, there is talk that he'll play fullback. 
But for me, Blake Taft's a better player. And they've bought Stephen Crichton on a million dollars. He's not going to play centre. Or if he does, he's not going to be happy about it. They talk of him playing centre. Why bring Bronson Zeri back? I know he's coming off a four-year drug ban, but he showed me more in his, what, 12 games at Cronulla than Tracy did in his entire career. There's talk of him putting him on the wing. What do you do with Jacob Kiraz? And you're not dropping Josh Adokar. If they put him in the, in, you know, if they want to move Matt Burton and they put him and Toby Sexton in the halves, then they can play in Bali right now because that ain't happening. I don't know what, what it's done. I hope he got paid well. I hope it's a great contract. I know he got injured, which is a real shame. We had a bit of a laugh about it earlier, but this is a bloke that we really think highly of and like to see move, you know, and do the best at the Bulldogs. Obviously not in round two next year, hopefully. But I just, I can't cop the people, the Sharks fans that are coming out and say he was our best player last year. Categorically wrong. He was the only player that put in. Categorically wrong. He was our best player in the semis. No, he was arguably our worst player in the semis. It's better than Will Kennedy. He's not. I know I'm going on here and I'm repeating myself, but guys, we have so much more talent coming through that's younger and cheaper, and this move, we're going to lose him next year anyways. We might as well cash in. Okay, we got we got a player. We'll Terry will fill you in about him. He's done the research. I haven't. But it frees up cap space to bring players in that we need. And once again, I just want to, I want to put this out there. Mawini Harati can do everything Connor Tracy did. But he's younger, faster, and much cheaper. Yeah, look, I, 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 as you said, everything that you said there, it's bang on. Look, I, you can't say anything bad about Connor Tracy, right? He's he's been there when we've needed him. He, you know, he did a job for us in 2020. He did a job in 2021. Now, um, you know, as as Fitz came in in 2022, he sort of took that backward step back into New South Wales Cup and was called upon where he needed. And then, you know, this year he got his 10 games. But I just feel like... I feel like the dogs have said to him, there will be more opportunity for you to get a... a basically what that means is the Bulldogs know that they've got a whole bunch of shit on their books. And the first one to be really bad... Like, I, I haven't looked at the Bulldogs back line now. They've signed Stephen Crone on nearly a million dollars to play fullback. So... They're going to have to bite their tongue and their, you know, their pride. Probably pride's the one that I'm looking for and play him at fullback, right? So, no, lock Stephen Crichton. Lock Stephen Crichton in anywhere, but there's one of five gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Adokar, there's two of five. Jake Kiros, there's three of five. Uh, I mean, does he get a centre spot? Does he get a centre spot? If Crichton doesn't play centre, there is a spot there, yes. But they, they had that Declan Casey last year who played quite well. He's left. He's gone to the West Tigers. Oh, okay. Well, that opens up. He's Blake probably first Wilson. Blake Wilson was the kid with the headgear who was very good. Gotcha. Declan Casey was the one that Cronulla abused on debut. Yep. No, fair enough. No, well, there yeah. you go. He's probably, no, he's probably De- second. De- Declan Casey has gone to the West Tigers on a, um, a train and trial deal. Okay, well, there you go. Well, yeah, yeah, there's the headgear fellow that I was thinking of. Yeah, the headgear fellow was uh, Blake Wilson, and he's, he's quite good. Quite good. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think you'll see plenty of football this year. I don't know if it'll be in a first-choice capacity. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe Fitz said to him, Oi, you're behind Harati now, you're behind Dykes, you're behind Nero, and he just saw a way out. But again, why not go the Dragons and play in their centres? Because Lomax is moving to fullback. I don't think Sloan's coming back anytime soon. You know, and unfortunately, their their young superstar, whose name uh, unfortunately, Ramsey? Yeah, Cody Ramsey. Um, he he, you know, I don't know what's happening. I wish that kid all the best. I'm a huge fan of his. So, 
maybe, maybe there's not a spot there either. I, you know, thanks, Connor. Like, if by some chance you are listening to this, which of course we know you are, thank you. Thank you for everything you've done, yeah. and best of luck at the Bulldogs. Honestly, no hatred for me. No, and I mean, like, he won the the Paul Green Medal this year, and he, you know, I don't think he deserved it. He won the second Paul Green Medal. Obviously, Nico got the first one. I don't think he deserved that medal at all. I could probably name four or five better players on the day than him. But, you know, the fact was he was reliable. He only made one mistake. He made a try-saving tackle on Ruben Cotter, and he ran for 250 metres. That's what you get from him. You get that effort every time from him because that's what he is, his effort. You need someone, your forwards are knackered. You need someone to take a tough hit up. It'll be him. Like, you, I, we joked about it, but you could put the number eight on his back and he will go out there and he will play as a prop. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of information around at the moment and no one knows what's right, what's wrong. We've been asking the questions around there now because you and I were thinking that the top 30 was nailed on and now two players have left and we had two spots open that we had to fill with the, the $500,000. But there's a lot of articles going around saying that Tooks, Big Tooks, is on a development deal and Mawini Hirodi's on a development deal. Mm. And we have signed Billy Burns from the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Um, and an article, there was uh, someone someone told me the other day that we'd signed a kid named Dylan Couts, uh, a big back rower from Manly. And, and Cronulla have just put an article up about him literally uh, like two hours ago, so which says to me that Dylan Couts is going to be there or thereabouts in what kind of you know position is he going to is he going to take is he going to get a top thirty spot or is he going to be on a dev deal I don't know yet hasn't said anything about it but if Billy Burns takes a, a spot and the other two are definitely on um, uh, dev deals then that's three positions that we have and about six hundred thousand dollars so. True, but we still don't know where Kaylee Rowe sits. Kaylee Rowe, I, I have been told by somebody at the club, and you know anyone who's listening to this can probably gather somewhere around who it is, that Kaylee Rowe is definitely a top 30 player this year. Okay, that's good. Now, he wasn't on the website, but there's talks, and it came from Zero Tackle, and I, I, I tried to have a look and finding that Tooks had actually been released. There is no. It's he hasn't been released. He's on a dev deal. Gotcha. Maybe maybe that's that that's the situation. I'll hit Scott up after this one. Finish. Please remind me. There was also um, who was it? There was a player, Torquemo. He was in the top thirty, but he's disappeared from the website, so I don't know where he sits. And there was also conflicting reports that Billy Burns has come to us on a second tier deal, and then one said a minimum deal, which says to me it's a top thirty minimum deal. That seems to be what websites have run with but the original said second tier deal which of course you've got the well, subsequent salary cap i believe it's called for your new south Wales cup top-ups so i don't yeah, know. I, fuck it who knows again again like this is the whole thing the club haven't released any information yet there's pictures of billy burns at training with us so it'd be it'd be good just to get some kind of confirmation and also it'd be good for them just to turn around and go you know what this is who we've got, so that way we can start thinking about who we're going to send to New Zealand to get Adam Fennell Blake. That's a good point. Now, should we should we quickly discuss Billy Burns because there's been a lot of um, indifference to his signing, perhaps. And I, I just want to go on record, Terry, before I throw it over to you and say I have no problems with the signing because there's not many players that would sign for either Tier Two or minimum deal right now, depending on what 
that have almost 50 games of NRL experience. Now, I share the thought in that this is... It's not a signing we're going to trumpet. Hell, if he is signed officially, they haven't even put it on the website yet, which says to me everything you need to know. This isn't a bloke who's going to come in and, and push Nicara or Wilton, and nor is he there to. He's there purely because once you leave those two and Jess Calhoun, who is a rookie, you don't have any back row depth. We discussed it. We we said we'd go out and get Raymond for Taylor Mariner. Now, that's quietened off. I think he's going elsewhere. It was, there was someone linked. I don't care. If it's not us, I don't care. To get Billy Burns on a minimum deal, if Teague Wilton goes down in round one and Jess Colquhoun's not deemed fit, or even if Colquhoun comes in and gets injured, you got a bloke who has 50 NRL games or 46 NRL games to his name, you can throw him in for a week or two. If we see him more than five weeks, yeah, of course, it's, it's not great. But there's no risk involved here, and it's better than putting Jack Williams or Ken McInnes, which I saw routinely floated as back rowers, even though they haven't played in the back row ever, or in many, many years and don't have the footwork for. So obviously, you know, Talakai and Colquhoun are the two that stand out. Other than that, there's nothing. So Billy Burns, welcome to the club. If it is official, if not, you know, training trial, good luck, etc., etc. Well, no, I have no problem with I this signing. He's definitely been in photos uh, at training, and Dave Riccio confirmed on uh, a podcast of his that he's definitely been there. Now, Billy Burns, look, really good pedigree. Penrith Jr., um... In 41 games, nine tries. So he's averaging about a try every four games. So That's if right. you see him for five games, you know you're going to get a try out of him, right? And he was at the Dragons too. So What's that? He was at the Dragons, so you can you can halve that. Well, no, he scored, he scored more tries at the Dragons than he did at the Panthers. Oh, there you go. Uh, he, 191 centimetres, 104 kilos. He's big. He's got footwork. He's not the best defender. Like, he's, he's average. Yeah. You know, he's average. But this is, what you need to understand is, is your, your top 20 are good and your 21 to 30 are going to be players of the ilk of Billy Burns. That's true. And B- Billy Burns was swapped for Eddie Blacker and Billy Burns has gone on to play first grade football and Eddie Blacker isn't playing footy at the moment. I think he's gone to the Cowboys. No, oh, that's worse than not playing football. Um, yeah, Terry, can I just make a really positive comment? Because it's not often I have a light bulb like this. I prefer having a player that, you know, may or may not play on minimum deal than going out and spending 350k on a middle-of-the-range player, which you would have had to do because now we can step up and sign someone worth a damn, whereas if you hadn't signed Burns and you went and got back row depth and say we picked up for Taylor Mariner for 350-400, then you're completely shut out for the season. So I, I like... Um, I'm quite high on this signing, as long as, with the greatest respect, we don't see too much of him this season. Yeah, and you know, there's there's um, there's questions about well, if we want to make a play at uh, Adam Blake. Now, you know, obviously he's the talk. He's the one piece that we need more than anything, right? Adam Fadil Blake is the one piece that we need more than anything. So I've gone through and I've I've picked out. Key pieces of information the Warriors have said. But let's, before we go about this, we, we, even if we said with Billy Burns signing that we have three spots remaining and $600,000, what could we do right now, Dan? What could we do to. So, Connor Tracy was a backup, mm-hmm. right? We've signed a kid from Penrith on a development deal who is apparently a genuine Dylan Edwards in the making fullback. He's younger than Connor Tracy. He'll be cheaper than contrast. You can upgrade him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can upgrade him, and it would cost us $100,000 to upgrade him right now. Mm-hmm. Because by the time that we get around to it, it'll be the end of December. 
he would have missed two months' pay on the minimum deal for the NRL last year was 120 grand. So it would cost us $100,000 to sign Liam Eason to a top 30. You could do the same thing with Riley Pollard. You could do the same thing with Henry O'Kane. I was messaging somebody else today, and there's a name that I mentioned that has gone past me at the moment. Um, Healy, Toops. Uh, Sam Healy. Yep. Sam Healy was the one that I said, so upgrade Eason, upgrade Healy, and that leaves you $400,000. So $400,000, let's let's pick out the key pieces of information that the New Zealand Warriors have said ever since Adam Fenua has asked for a release. Now, Adam Fenua asked for an immediate release to go to a Sydney-based club to be closer to his family. Yep. The New Zealand Warriors, first of all, came out and said that any club that wants to take him on for the 24 season will need to take his 24, 25, and 26 contract, which is $3 million. Mm-hmm. The only club that came forward for Adam Fanua Blake were the St. George of the War Dragons. Fanua Blake and said, you know what, I'm going to give some other teams the opportunity to sign me as well. I'll stay with the Warriors for 2024. So that's dead That's dead and gone. You're not going to get Adam Fanua Blake unless, unless you've got a million dollars right now and you've got a player that they want. Now, for 2025, if they're to release him for 2025 and 2026, you have to take the full freight, and they want a player swap. Mm-hmm. So anyone who wants to go and get Adam Fanua Blake early needs to, one, have money, and two, have a player that the Warriors want and that wants to go to New Zealand. Now, this is where you know people are going, just, just send Oregon Kafusi. Just send Oregon Kafusi. You can't just send Oregon Kafusi. What if Oregon Kafusi doesn't want to go there? Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going to release Oregon Kafusi, he can turn around and go, okay, I'll just go back to Parramatta. Mm-hmm. I'll go somewhere else. Oregon Kafusi, now, he is a chance. People are saying that he may be a chance because he was born in Auckland, but he's been in, he's been in Australia since he was about seven years old. Yeah, it's his home. So chances are his family are all over here as well. He's got no ties to it. He plays for Samoa. Okay. What about Royce Hunt? Why don't we just send them Royce Hunt? Again, Royce Hunt, let's have a look at Royce Hunt. Samoan, plays for Samoa, was born in Sydney, lived in Western Australia. Mm-hmm. So why would he want to go? Yeah. Why would he? Now, the obvious one that could be the like for like, is Braden Hamlin-Uelli. Now, he has played for New Zealand. He has recently switched his allegiance to uh, Samoa, and he was born in Auckland. But again, he's another one that came over when he was early because he was part of the Sydney Roosters SG ball side. Mm-hmm. So why would he want to go over there? So the enticement would be, if one of them do want to go, you can then go to New Zealand. But what if New Zealand turn around and go, why the hell would we want Royce Hunt? Yep. No, it's fair. There's a lot of fantasy booking in the Sharks groups at the moment, and we're, we're totally on board with that. It's, it's fun to speak. Let, let me play out the scenario that I hope that happens. I hope that we do upgrade a Liam Eason and a Sam Healy, and we put them in our top 30, and we sit on this $400,000, and we don't go spending it, because for every month that goes past, the New Zealand Warriors are paying him $85,000 a month. Mm-hmm. They're paying him $85,000 a month, $85,000 a month, and then the deadline comes where there's two or three months left in the competition, and Adam Fanua Blake, maybe the Warriors is going good, maybe they're not, 
Adam Fanua Blake, he's like, you know what? I really need to go to Sydney. All the other clubs like the Tigers who are going to go and burn through their money to try and get Jerome Luai and Shane Flanagan will move on to other targets as we've seen. If we've got that pouch money left over, we can turn around and go, you know what? None of our players want to go. We've got the money to take him on now. We've got the money to take him on. Perhaps we can loan you a player. Yeah. Imagine imagine sending Jesse Colquhoun to the Warriors for 12 months on loan. Yeah. Gives them an opportunity to sign him, but it gives them it gives him an opportunity to go by first grade. Yeah, it does. It's Look, yeah, I, I, I think 2024 is a pipe dream. I think we've got to look at 2025. I think we've got to look at 2025. Where Dal contract becomes very friendly and there is a big group of off-contract players that you can move on and replace for cheap, um, hopefully from the players that we spoke about. So I think, look, the play for me is David Clemmer next year. Penrith have evidently, and we don't, it's come from the mole, so who knows whether this is true or not, and he, you know, he was somewhat of a mate of ours, so I don't want to bag him too hard, but sometimes he brings upon himself just quietly. But there's talk that Penrith are willing to let Jerome Luai go because don't, his attitude sucks, let's just call it what it is, and he's already said he's not going to re-sign for him, and he's already talking about, you know, he's the king of this, blah, 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 and the Tigers will do something stupid, and they'll sign him. They want their young kid, Gavin, or whatever his name is, and David Clemmer. So if that happens, well, we're no chance because he's going to go to the Panthers. But if, if that's all, you know, bullshit, as it probably will be, uh, I think Cronulla are probably the best place to pick up David Clemmer next year. One, we can afford him. Two, we give him a chance to play final football. Three, he should have signed for us last year. He wasted a year at the Tigers. He cashed up. I would go to the Tigers and say, oi, do what you need to with Luai. We get it. That's obviously going to be their number one priority. But we're here to listen. We have so-and-so in the cap. If you want to top it up to get rid of him now, otherwise come see us in round six or seven. I think that's the play, and I think you put all the eggs into the Fenua basket, Fenua Blake basket for 2025. Now, of course, there's always a chance that someone's going to think like you and say, oh, we can get him for the end of 2024. Then you go to them and say, oi, we spoke to you before about this. You know, obviously we're in 25. Here's all we can do in 24. And if they say, hey, look, we want Jesse Ramian, you give him Jesse Ramian. You get Fanua Blake and you upgrade a centre. There's, And I only use that just because he's the first player that comes to mind. I wouldn't necessarily let him go. There, Things can move very quickly. And when a player sees a big upgrade and an opportunity somewhere, it can, it can turn the head, whether it's Gold Coast, Melbourne, or New Zealand. doesn't matter. It's only a couple-hour flight. Now, moving over there full-time, of course, is a big deal. We saw a lot of players pull out despite signing from post-COVID or during COVID when they went back post-COVID to, to Auckland. So it is always going to be there. But ultimately, you know, these guys have short careers. And, and you know, an 800K to go play centre at the Warriors, they're pretty popular at the moment. Maybe there's something there. So I think... I don't expect it. Look, Fanul Blake said that he's going to sign, he's going to tour the Bulldogs, the Dragons, and the Tigers over Christmas. I would say come see us after you've seen that dross because we're going to look very, very good in comparison. So I would, I would definitely not expect anything to happen pre-Christmas. But if you said tomorrow, Terry, you get David Klemmer for twenty-four, but you don't get Fanul Blake for twenty-four, you don't get a shot at it. You can have a shot at twenty-five. I'm taking that because I don't want to risk losing the big forward because I reckon we got the team to do some damage next year. All right. I'm going to um, – there's, there's two things. I'm going to hit you with a hypothetical scenario. But the first thing that you're going to do, right, what what purpose does it have to go and tour the facilities? Okay? The Bulldogs don't train at ANZ, which is where they play. So you're going to go and tour where you train and you're going to go and tour a gym. 
that's not that's not the sales pitch that the Bulldogs need to be going at. Look at our fancy new facility. Look, like like the, the, the Tigers when they're trying to show everyone off their centre of excellence. It's a fucking workplace. Mm-hmm. It's, where, it's where your administration staff sit. There's a hairdresser's in there. Like, Hamlin Newelli should go there. But what, what are they going to get out of it? They're going to see a gym. They're going to see where they have to go and hurt their muscles every day, and they're going to go and see a paddock that they're going to run on. Don't sit down and tell him how you're going to make him better. And the first question for Adam Van Blake is, if I'm going to sit down with, if the Tigers are interested in it, what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. We can make you a rep player. I'm already a rep player. Can you, we, can, if I come to you right now with the state that you're in, can we win a premiership, mate? See you later. <laughs> That's it. But, but the other thing for mine with Adam Van Blake is I don't really think he cares about a premiership as much as he values money because he was at Manly in 2019 and 2020, and they had a very, very good side. They made the finals in 2019. I think they missed out in 2020 because of injuries during COVID as well. But you only need to have a look at the 2021 team that he walked out of to go to a New Zealand team that was quite crap because they were paying him more money. So I think he's very money-driven first, and whoever's going to offer him the best money might not be the best opportunity, but it sounds like he would pick the money first. So I don't want to go into that. Like, obviously, I want him, and he's on a million dollars, and I'm just sitting there saying, pay it, because it's not mine, and I don't have a million dollars. But if it starts getting stupid, and he turns around and goes, oh, well, the Tigers are going to offer me $1.3 million, cool, go and take it, and collect your wooden spoons. You ain't going to play finals again. I'll hit you with the situation, though, Dan. We've got enough money for Braden Hamlin. Uh, we've got enough money for... Uh, for Noah Blake for 2024 and he's agitating to go to Sydney and he wants to go to the Sharks and the Warriors pick up the phone to us and say Fanua Blake wants to go to Sydney for 2024, you've got the money to do it and we've identified the player in return that we want mm-hmm. and that is Ronaldo Mulatalo. Are you taking that deal? Yep, let him go. There's only one Fanua Blake. I love Ronaldo probably my favourite player Sam Stonestreet can step up and be closer to him than what anyone else can be to Fenor Blake. Outside of Nico Hines, mate, they can have their choice. Yeah. Yeah, for, uh, for mine, I think there's there's probably... I want to say there's probably four players that I would be saying to the Warriors hands off and the, the other the rest of them that you, you've got the opportunity to, to have a crack at, and I would say it's... Um, Nico. You can't, you can't touch Nico Hines. You can't touch Britt Nicker. You absolutely cannot touch T. Wilton. And I know, I know you want to say, like, you want to say, you can't touch Ronaldo, but I think that he'd be a good bargaining chip. Mm-hmm. So outside of Ronaldo, I'd say you can't touch Jesse Ramey. Yep. Mate, honestly, anyone other than Nico Hines right now would make the swap. And, and you know what? You know what? If they turned around and said, you want Ronaldo? I'd be like, cool, we'll throw Blake Braley in for free. Yeah, look, it's got, it's got to mean something to us too. <laughs> <laughs> I Look, it, it's we're going to speculate to the cows come home. Until he signs yeah. somewhere, it's going to be the main thing. But I think all our attention needs to turn to David Clemmer. And once again, I've seen plenty of people jump into the groups and the chats. Clemmer this, Clemmer that. Bloke missed seven tackles last year and averaged like 130 metres. In a shit Tigers pack that got belted. You bring him to Cronulla, you put him and Toby as a starter, you put Ueli on the bench, Cronulla are a completely different side. I reckon he is a plough. We should be on the phone to right now if he's available. And I would try and get him cheap. I'd play hardball. 
I would say, look, we're only paying 70% of his wages. He had a chance last year. This is what we're going to pay him. I think I think Clemmer would jump at it because now it's been made clear that the Tigers don't want him. And when the Tigers say your surplus to requirements, I think that hurts the ego. I think he jumped tomorrow. Let's let's have a look at David Clemmer. 2023, he played every game for the West Tigers. Mm-hmm. Averaged 140 metres, missed seven tackles. That is absolutely phenomenal. What's even better is he made six errors and he only had away six penalties. So I think that's really good. So let's let's have a look at his his previous year stats. So for Newcastle, he played eighteen games. Yeah, missed eleven and seven, eighteen tackles. Very good. Four errors, three penalties. Let's go into twenty twenty one. Twenty one games, fifteen missed tackles, one hundred sixty four meters, five penalties, five errors. Was put on report six times though. Really? Shit. Yeah. Got in once. There's the the thing that it tells me about David Clemmer is he's available. He makes his meters, he makes his tackles, he don't drop the ball all that much, he don't give away many penalties. Which is exactly what we need, Terry. It's Far exactly out. How need. have we not made him ours already? I, I, I'm I, not sure. Let's have a look. Let's, let's, some other names that are going up now. Now we've already mentioned him, Jerome Luai as well. There were. Um, Initial murmurs that Cronulla were going to have a chat with him, but that didn't go anywhere when his agent started asking for $1.2 million and the number seven jersey. Are you happy we pulled out of that deal? Sorry? You happy? Are you happy? happy? Yeah, well, yeah. once once he starts making those sorts of demands, no. Hey, look, he's a fantastic player, and I'm on record as saying I want him at Cronulla. As a number six to Nico on 800k, I would sign in tomorrow. 1.2 and making demands? Get fucked. And the last, the last one as well was SEN had a rumor going around that Cronulla were chatting to Tom Dearden. Tom Dearden, his manager, asking for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What are your thoughts on Tom Dearden for twenty twenty five? I like Tom Dearden. I like Tom Dearden a lot. Um, eight hundred fifty ties him. He's our long term. I think the money could be spent better elsewhere because I think K Dykes is a superstar in the making. I, I know again you take the. Proven commodity, but I think I think Dykes gives more of a yeah. I'm pretty pretty sure he's going to be a star than anything of the forwards that I think we need to sign. I wouldn't be upset if it happened, but no, I wouldn't be in the sweepstakes for eight hundred fifty k. Yeah, I mean, any player for twenty twenty five is going to be okay with me as long as it doesn't come out of the Adam Fenua Blake slush fund. So there needs to be. How much are you on? A million dollars. Okay, we've got a million dollars. There it is there. There's the Adam Fanua Blake million dollar pot. We're going to give ourselves until this this time here to know whether we're going to get him or not. Now, this is the money here. And if there is $850,000 for a player like Tom Dearden, then, then fine. But don't go and sign him now until we know. It, 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 you're in a catch-22 because if you go and sign him now, but Kay Dykes becomes an absolute superstar, you're at risk of losing Kay Dykes, so you've got to offload Tom Dearden. And if you turn around and go, oh, we're going to wait 10 weeks for Kay Dykes and Braden Trindle to see what they can do, will you risk of Tom Dearden going and signing elsewhere? I would I would be okay with that. I'd be okay with him. Yeah, look, if we sign him, I'd be very happy, but I'm not going to be cursing yeah, if we if missed we out on him. I'm not going to, I'm not going to miss uh, any... I'm not going to lose any tears now. Uh, Dylan Couts. Let's have a look at Dylan Couts. So 
There's an article up from Troy Whitaker. It's only a small one, so I'll read it out. It says, standing at 195 centimetres tall and sporting a flowing mullet, there's no missing Dylan Couts as he rips into his first NRL preseason with the Sharks. A strapping back roller with ball-playing ability, Couts made the move from the Manly singles ahead of the under... Uh, ahead of the SG Ball under-19 season earlier this year. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, he's an Arabian Sharks junior, so he's got that Sharks blood in him. Um, he was enticed to trade the Northern Beaches to the, uh, uh, by the shores of Cronulla by the opportunity that wasn't there at Manly. This is a kid who's a back row who's looked to... So there's only two back rowers in front of me. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Ed Manley is looking at Ola Kawatu and about eight other players, so... Yeah, I, I, yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad to have him on board. I I'm, honestly yeah. don't know much about him, but we've signed a fair few players with some decent pedigrees. So you hope one or two come off, right? I love the fact that we've gone out. Like, you know, people are turning around, oh, we, we traded, you know, we traded Lachlan Miller for a young kid and we've traded Connor Tracy for a young kid because we haven't talked about Michael Gabriel yet. Mm-hmm. That's the fucking point of getting rid of your old Deadwood. You don't get rid of your old Deadwood by bringing more old Deadwood in. Exactly. Another thing you people don't out. seem to reckon, realize is you get Connor Tracy right, and you three up, you three up, three hundred fifty k. You've got to fill that spot. Yeah. And the minimum is one twenty, I believe. I believe you said. So you have to sign someone for one twenty. You're not going to get Jonathan Thurston to come out of retirement for one hundred twenty. You got to take these punts. I like it. It's downgrading to upgrade elsewhere. Max Bradbury was an, a, a junior Australian schoolboys and a junior New South Wales under-19s representative, and he was phenomenal in the under-19s game. We've, we've gone back and we've had a look at the pedigree that this kid had. He's brilliant. Michael Gabriel, I yesterday I sat on the New South Wales rugby league website and I was like getting really excited about this Gabriel kid who was scoring all the tries and kicking goals and played in the grand final and scored in the grand final. I need to be told... But that was Danny Gabriel, his brother. <laughs> we saw Michael. We did. Who played 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 games of Jersey Flag and didn't score a try. He did punch someone in the mouth, though, and get Simbin, so I'm pretty happy with that. Well, that's good. We need some fight out wide. We've... Big unit. Yeah. Big unit. He's a big boy. Now, I went onto his Instagram real quick. He's big unit. His girlfriend's very attractive, and he's got a nice smile. So that's for three for three. I went and had a look at some Bulldogs posts where he, I think he's Parramatta Junior, I believe, left centre. He is. He was killing people, including the Sharks, because he ran through our SG ball team, made us look very stupid. Scored an 80 metre try, very, very quick. So I like what I saw. Look, get a gun to my head, mate, full disclosure, I've never seen this kid outside of that post and that Instagram stalk I went on. So it's an unknown for me, but again, this is a guy that comes in. And the Bulldogs, I believe, he was a top 30 player this year. Yeah. yeah. Now he played so, one game. He played one game in New South Wales Cup this year, and that was against Newtown in a loss. So he came off the bench. So, just really, yeah. really strange how they used him this season. But if anything, look, he's big and he's fast, and he, he had a he had a tremendous SG ball um, season. Um, scored scored quite a few tries, but yeah, he's, he's Jersey Fleet. But you know, as you said, he's he's coming to us off the Bulldogs top thirty. Now I don't know if he's going to go into our top thirty. But he was SG ball eligible, which means he's got two years of flagging him. That's two years of development. These are the type of kids, your Liam Eason, your Riley Pollard, your Dylan Couch, your Michael Gabriel. Go and get these. We even signed a what's the, what's the kid, Daniel Gibson from Queensland Cup. 26-year-old back row. Okay, so he's not young. 
But he's a kid that's looking for a chance. Billy Burns. He's only Billy Burns is 25 years old. Exactly. Like, this is... Look, Liam Smith for Penrith early this year. Yeah. Lindsay Smith, rather. So, yeah, even Lindsay I don't know. Smith, yeah. No one knew who he is. I, yeah, I put no, him no. in my top ten. Um, he was second behind Spencer in terms of players coming off the bench this year. It's a bloke you wouldn't have known 12 months ago. So, it can happen. And especially blokes that come to us with great pedigree from other sides that have seen it and thought, oh, look, you know, we'll take the risk. We need Connor now. You can, you can take on his development. And, I mean, how many players have we seen come through late? You know, how many players have we seen fizzle out? You, you just don't know. You've got to take these risks because ultimately, mate, we need to un, unearth these players because uh-huh. we've proven we can't sign them and bring them in or we won't. So I'm really happy. The last two weeks for me has completely turned my outlook to the future. I rang you and said I dropped 780 bucks on tickets and I was like, what the fuck did I do that for? We're going to win eight, ten games this year, finish mid, nothing's going to change next year. In the last couple of weeks, we've flipped two players, freed up all this cash, brought on all these young freaks, all this potential. They've come out to training. That's helped. You suddenly can see a light at the end of the tunnel. You start fantasy booking. What if we do get Clem? What if we get Fenua Blake? This and that. It's exciting again, mate. This is the first time I've been excited about the Sharks in probably six months. I love it. Just what, Now, Brad Fernley, who came to us last year on a training trial deal and played some Jersey Plague and played some New South Wales Cup, uh, left us and went back to Penrith before realising that he was up against uh, the world at Penrith and wasn't going He signed with Newtown. <laughs> there you go. So. Also, coming back to Newtown, mate, Jackson Ferris. Jackson Ferris is back in Newtown. Josh Mansour has retired. retired. Big source. We lost Caleb Ueli has gone to England Wakefield. or some sort. Wakefield. So there's been a few changes. Jordy Linu's back. There's also another kid, a uh, young a youngster, Toby Boothroyd, has uh, easy Cronulla Junior has gone to Wakefield as well, and I really like this move from Toby Boothroyd because he's got an NRL player at the moment, but he probably didn't want to go and play New South Wales Cup because the new, one one week he could be playing for Newtown, the next week he, he might not be getting a game. Such is the way that Newtown and this Cronulla fucking mm-hmm. partnership goes. He's gone over to Wakefield, who got relegated, yeah. and he's going to play for two years and then turn around and, and in that time maybe get promoted with Wakefield, but be able to come back to New South Wales Cup teams or teams that are looking to fill out their top 30 and say, check out what I did over in England. I've developed, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm older, I'm mature, I've been around in a professional environment. Give me a crack. It's good I'd to see. I'd love to see some younger kids do that. Some, some kids who are like... You know, 19, 20 years old that are maybe on the cusp of getting, like, their top 30 but don't want a development deal. Go and sign over in England for two years. It's cold as hell, but who cares? It's good. The money, the money's okay over there. And they're, their television deals have improved too, so there's more eyes on you. Plus, um, we've seen that, you know, players can go over there and perhaps be a little bit better than they could over here. I mean, Blake Austin, Brad Hodgson, Jai Field. All of them, and they become superstars and come back over here and do quite well. So, yeah, I love Brody it. Croft has been paid. Mm-hmm. Brody Croft left the Melbourne Storm for Brisbane because it, everyone said he was going to be the next Alfie Langer. He turned out to be the next Scott Porter. He's gone over to Salford and got it, played incredibly well. Salford got into a grand final. Maybe they didn't get into a grand final, but anyway, he was over there. They lost, and Challenge he's Cup now final. going to put Challenge Cup final. Yeah. 
He's now been paid to go to Leeds. Big money. There you go. He's a shot at the title next year as long as you don't run into Wigan. But, mate, I've, I've had my say. Are you are you happy with the past two weeks? Are you feeling better about the club? Or do you think now that Moylan's gone, we're now hurt? Uh, look, I, I feel... I feel indifferent, um, mainly because I still have 42 memberships sitting in my cart that they mm-hmm. chronologists cannot release. Um, but look, you know, it's it's positive as long as, like, as long as we don't do what the Derricks on Facebook are telling us to do and go out and sign every player under the sun. Fill the void that we need to with the young players and hold that cash because if it's not for Noah Blake, it will be someone. Someone in the NRL next year, someone in one of those 16 teams that will serve purpose for us, will be off contract. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, not off contract, will become disgruntled. Mm-hmm. They're not playing, they have a bust up with their coach, they punch their teammate, they shag someone they shouldn't have, and they will have to leave the club. Mm-hmm. There will be someone available for us to sign. And it would be better to have that money and be front of the queue than to turn around and go, fuck, who can we release? Spot on. Who, who, who do we need to get rid of? You keep that $400,000 because you know what? That $400,000 doesn't deteriorate each month. That $400,000 stays $400,000. What does deteriorate is how much you have to pay players because they've been paid. Mm-hmm. But we still have that $400,000 sitting in our salary cap. It doesn't deteriorate. Makes sort of sense. Now, I, I want to say that my visions have opened up long term. My worry with Fitz was that he was going to stay... Because what he said early on, and he's a proud bloke, we've seen it, saying that we've got what we need, we're going to win premiership with this group. Obviously we can't. So I think him releasing players and freeing up some cash, it makes me think we're going to be alright. It makes me think that there's going to be moves, not next year, and again, I don't care even if we sign Clomar or Fanua Blake, we're not winning the title next year. But given the players we've got coming through, given the availability that's coming up, I'm starting to look towards 25 and 26, thinking... I can see a light there that I couldn't. Not to say next year will be bad. I think we'll be there or thereabouts. Probably the same as this year. If we can add Clemmer, I think we'll make, you know, maybe fifth or sixth again. Who knows? If not, probably seven or eight. Whatever. The year after, though, it's starting to look very good, Terry. I'm starting to feel uh, starting to feel damn good about getting that membership through. You should really give the club a call and say, look, take 44 of them out. I only need one. Look, they, they just keep telling me to switch it off, switch it back on, refresh my cookies. I'm not doing that. I want to buy a membership, but I can't at the moment. Dude, do you have anything to plug before we go? Uh, yeah, zero tackle. I, I actually did a recruitment thing that's going gangbusters. Did the uh, bottom nine, and that went huge, and then we dropped the top eight this year. And uh, Look, I'm going to I'm gonna spoil a little bit, but Cronulla get a D grade. Would have been an F if we didn't release Moylan and uh, Tracy, because I'm leaving it as an un, unfinished. Because you didn't add anything, we obviously need to. The re-signings were good in, in the main. And we didn't really lose anyone because, you know, Wade and Moylan, who cares? But I think D, D is very nice. I think next year, mate, oh, I think yeah, I think we might be a bit higher than D. Fingers crossed. I mean, if we get Adam Fadua Blake, it's an A all day. But uh, that's it, yeah, nothing, nothing from us. I'm going to enjoy uh, a couple more podcasts this year and rip into it next year. But uh, we still mm. haven't found out who we're hailing yet, so let's just sign off. Let's just say goodbye.